Knocking on Herson while kicking Kharkiv. War is a racket. 2022, September 16th. Merchandise. The armed forces of Ukraine launched a second counter-offensive in Kharkiv after their main attack in Kherson Oblast. The Lugansk People's Republic militia forces and their Russian allied lines had been thinned. The counter-attack punched through their defences and began to run amok behind enemy lines. The preceding attack, or counter-offensive in Kherson, had forced Russia and her local allies to commit the bulk of their reserves to the continued threat in the Kherson Oblast. It's a fairly precarious position holding a strip on one side of a very large river. The capital, Kherson, sits at the mouth of that river, which runs into the Black Sea, or Russian Lake, if you like. It, the position and city, are of critical strategic importance. Know clearly that whatever negotiations end this horrid conflict, Kherson city and its oblast will remain firmly in the grasp of Russia. This initial offensive across the open steppe was and is literal insanity. The defenders are dug in and they have demonstrated for months their logistic strength. Men and machine would have their components fly apart due to relentless drone-spotted artillery fire. Again and again goes nowhere near describing the relentless artillery bombardment, nor the terror of the first explosion warning that you have been spotted. Further north, in Kharkiv, their comrades, prepared and trained for months, had smashed through the poorly defended lines there. How much that assisted these poor soldiers in Kherson, only they know or knew. For Russia and her Donbass allies, the situation in Kharkiv was dire, a debacle. A rescue evacuation operation was begun. Three things were required. To transport the forces to a defensible position, to give them time to dig in and prepare that position, and to find out who the f***ing hell was to blame for this almighty fuck-up. The scale of the problem and the skill of Russian command is demonstrated by two events which are both signatory, though minor, escalations in Russian military tactics during the conflict. Russia used some of its advanced precision missiles to destroy a carefully chosen selection of electrical substations in the greater Kharkiv region. These stations link power for people to cook, military commanders to read reports, and for trains transporting military equipment and personnel to move. The loss of power heavily limited the mobility of reinforcements to the punched hole while people lit candles. The lights would be back in a few days. Such was the careful target selection. The LPR and Russian forces held their positions, encircled or not, as the evacuation mission was launched. They probably lit their candles too. The retreat, 
and there is no other word for this than retreat, was orderly. Lives were lost, and some equipment too. But with devastating air cover and most horrifyingly precise artillery cover, they did reach their new positions. A far shorter defensive line was established on the eastern bank of the Oxol River, with its waters aiding the position. The machinations of establishing a defensive position begun. Digging, placing and camouflaging ammunition, establishing command posts, kitchens and toilets. The job of establishing who was to blame would, of course, sit with Russian military command and intelligence. This is akin to having the Mafia investigate the Mafia. However, there are many very serious personnel in Russia's military who will brook no incompetence. Meanwhile, down on the coastal area of Kherson, the Ukrainian forces continued to attack. One of their barriers was a tributary to the mighty Dnieper, the Ingolets River. Multiple pontoon bridges had been constructed to provide access and logistic support. The dam that controlled the flow of the waters of this tributary was precision struck to cause a constant but controlled overflow. The river's waters rose. The pontoon bridges were washed away and the city housing the local command and control for the AFU was flooded. One may argue about whether these attacks on electrical substations or the dam are war crimes. The electrical grid is dual use and a valid target. The dam is another matter. What we learn is that the separatists and their Russian ally were in such a spot of bother to be driven to take these actions. Here ends the good news for the AFU and its political masters. It was obvious from the outset that launching an offensive across the steppe in Kherson against an entrenched defence would incur huge casualties. It did. The regaining of 3,000 square kilometres of farmland and small villages around Kharkiv cost the enemy a few hundred troops. The advancing AFU forces were subject to open field targeting by ordnance delivered from barrel and aeroplane. Thousands died. The end result is the separatists and their Russian ally have a shorter and better defensive line for the loss of a few hundred casualties and some equipment, while the AFU lost thousands of soldiers and hundreds of pieces of machinery. In the south, it is a pure loss. Many thousands more dead sons and many hundreds of destroyed machinery. Sadly for nothing. I'm with US Marine Corps Major General Smedley Butler. War is a racket. This conflict should have been stopped before it began or as soon as possible thereafter. To prove the racket by NATO's arms manufacturers and financiers Ex-UK PM, Bojo, travelled to Kiev to scuttle the early peace negotiations. Media and reality. The headlines rang loud in the Western propaganda outlets of a heroic victory as senior NATO military officers sat drinking coffee at Ramstein Air Force Base. Weapons will flow.
A few days later, the political leadership of the members of the Shanghai Cooperation Organization gathered in the ancient Silk Road city of Samarkand to decide how best to escape the financial clutches of the USA-led NATO West. Tragedies What Ukraine needs is a negotiated peace to begin with an immediate ceasefire. The first tragedy is that almost nobody is calling for this process to be begun. Thousands of Ukrainians under arms are dying each week because of this generated conflict. The second tragedy is the number of Europeans who will die of cold or hunger in the coming winter. They should be added to the death toll of this war. The audio introduction to this podcast are the leading bars of the song which accompanies it by First Aid Kit. Thanks for listening. Until next time.